up to 70% of people will experience imposter syndrome at some point in their lifetime, yet it is widely under-discussed. Today, we will shed some light on exactly what it is, what causes it, and most importantly, how you can overcome it. I'm Sai Chaluri, a first-year student at UC Berkeley. My name is Ali Ayers. I'm also a first-year student at UC Berkeley, and we're both a part of um, Berkeley's chapter of AMWA in the Mental Health Committee. Um, so this is our second podcast, and in our first podcast, we talked a little bit about strategies for good mental health and how we cope with stress. So if you think you'd be interested in that, feel free to go listen to it. But today we're going to be focusing on imposter syndrome. So in general, imposter syndrome is the feeling that you're successful only due to luck and that you're not actually deserving of your accomplishments. Um, there are also general feelings of self-doubt. Um, and the feeling that you might not fit in. Yeah, and so there are some specific like personality traits and types of people that tend to experience it commonly. According to imposter syndrome expert Valerie Young, who is the author of The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, um, she has identified some patterns in people who experience imposter feelings. So the first type of uh, person is perfectionist, who set extremely high expectations for themselves. And so even when these people do really, really well, they still can sometimes feel like failures and any small mistake uh, provides an opening for them to scrutinize themselves. And then there are experts who feel the need to know every single piece of information before they start a project or before they put themselves in the spotlight. And they're constantly, constantly looking for new ways to improve themselves and their skills. So these are the kinds of people who won't apply for a job even if they have 80% of the qualifications because they truly want to be 100% prepared. And these people may be hesitant to volunteer or speak up in a class or meeting because they're afraid that, you know, they don't want to embarrass themselves if they are not fully aware of the answer. Then there's the natural genius, um, which as the name suggests, tends to find success pretty easily in life. And so when they do have to struggle for something or work pretty hard to accomplish it, they may simply see this as a shortcoming in, them, in themselves and it might make them feel that they aren't good enough. And that's why they're having to put in so much effort when this is obviously not true. Then there's the soloist, which is a type of person who feels like they have to go the distance by themselves and that if they're asking for help or um, just getting advice from people that they're taking a shortcut and that they're a fraud. And then finally, there are supermen, superwomen, or super people who push themselves to work harder than all the people around them in order to prove that they're not imposters to themselves. They feel that if they are putting in any less effort or relaxing or taking time off um, in any part of their life, whether it's you know as a family member or at work or at school, um, they feel very stressed as if they're getting behind and they're not proving their worthiness. So these are just some general types of categories that people tend to fit into when they are experiencing these kinds of feelings. Yeah, I think those are super useful to look at um, and kind of see, you know, maybe if you feel like you fall into any of those categories, um, or even if you don't, like you can still totally feel imposter syndrome. Um, because in addition to patterns of people who generally experience imposter syndrome, there are a few different causes. So for one, um, imposter syndrome can be based on your childhood experiences or family factors that may lead you to feel that you're not good enough, that you can't accomplish what you set your mind to, or that you're incapable. Um, in addition, causes of imposter syndrome can be environmental slash institutionalized. Um, so a big part of that is maybe you don't see people like you in your environment. Um, 
And so then you can't imagine yourself succeeding or accomplishing certain things. Um, and these people that aren't like you in your environment, it can be based upon multiple different qualifiers. Maybe you don't see anyone of your race or your gender. Um, in an article in the Harvard Business Review called Stop Telling Women They Have Imposter Syndrome by Tulshin and Fury, um, there are environments that lack um, different leadership styles or that lack diverse racial, ethnic, and gender identities um, in which people are seen as just as professional as other um, people in that environment. Yeah, and these environments can definitely be very conducive to feeling like you don't belong somewhere. Um, and I know that in my personal experiences, I've definitely seen that too. Um, not so much since I've come to Cal, but definitely like in high school in more like STEM focused classes, whether it was like CompSci or Econ or things like that, um, there would be like five girls in a class of 25 people. And so like it didn't personally affect me that much, but I can definitely see how that environment um, suggests that one type of person belongs there more than another. Uh, and that just isn't right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have, feel like my classes are pretty balanced right now, and I've been lucky enough to have all of my classes be pretty balanced. Um, but one of my friends, um, since starting college, she's realized there's like three girls in her math class, and um, and that's unusual for her, and it might make it harder to like reach out to people or just to believe that you can succeed in that scenario. Um, I know for me, I did an engineering camp one summer. I'm not necessarily interested in engineering now. I know that now, um, but it felt like so many people had so much more expertise there than I did. Um, and I was really learning about things and figuring out um, things for the first time. Um, and so that kind of led me to feel like I wasn't good enough or able to succeed because it felt like these other people were already so far ahead of me. Um, but in reality, it was just, they had grown up in a different environment. They had different opportunities presented to them. Um, and I didn't have those same ones. Um, and so of course it made sense that they were a little ahead of me for now, but in the future, like there's no reason that you can't catch up um, to someone else. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't always have to be so like concrete either where you like don't necessarily see people like you. Like sometimes you are surrounded by people like you, but it feels like like they're more on top of it or like they're more like finding more success a little bit more easily than you. Um, and it's not always like a concrete thought of like, you're not good enough or you don't belong. Sometimes it's just feeling demoralized and, you know, just feeling like you can put in a lot of effort and you're just not going to get the same results as other people, uh, which is true to an extent because you shouldn't expect to get the same results as other people, but it doesn't mean that you're any less than them. Yeah, for sure. And I think kind of going along with imposter syndrome. It's just important to remember that everyone is kind of on a different path. Everyone has different goals and priorities. So you don't need to feel like you're not as good as them if say like you don't have um, the same exact scores um, on your tests or something like that. Yeah, I feel like especially as pre-meds, a lot of us feel like we have a checklist, you know, like volunteering, research, clinic experience, blah, 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 like good MCAT, good GPA, all of that. Um, and obviously those things are important, but um, in trying to check off that checklist, it's important to not, you know, lose sight of like who you are. And like you said, what your individual path is and what your individual experiences will be. And that, you know, just because maybe someone got a position that you wanted or 
someone got into a lab sooner than you did. It doesn't mean that um, that you're like any worse off than them. It just means that you'll get there on your time and you don't have to worry about someone else's back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But then the good news is that obviously you're not at all alone in this journey. And there are some concrete ways that you can sort of deal with it. So firstly, it's important to share your experiences and talk it out like we are today. Um, by suffering through it alone, you can often like amplify those feelings in your mind and they start to take on a larger role than they normally would if you just share them with someone. Because I think you'll find that, especially when you talk to people that you think are like really on top of everything, um, no one really is. Everyone has things that they're still working on and that they're still working towards. And so sharing your experiences and discussing it with other people is a really important way to coping with this. And then you can also reframe your thoughts. So it's really important to have a positive self-dialogue as challenging or as cheesy as that sometimes might feel. It really is important for you to be your own like hype person and um, you know to be supporting yourself. Um, and so a big thing that it's important to remember according to experts on this topic is that the people who don't feel imposter syndrome don't feel that way, not because they're better than you, just because their brains just don't think that way or they aren't wired that way. But just because you're feeling this way doesn't mean that you are actually less than anyone. And so um, just to keep that in the back of your mind at all times, like even if you feel inadequate at that moment or if you feel like you might not necessarily fit in, it's not because anyone else does more than you. It's just kind of in your head. And then the last thing um, that I can think of in your personal sense, what you can do is to ask yourself if what you're thinking of is genuinely helping you or if it's just getting in your way. So like when you're demoralized, instead of, you know, beating yourself up about getting behind on things or, you know, feeling like you can never catch up or like you're not good enough, um, think positive thoughts and, you know, stop that train of thought that's negative and realize that it's not going to help you and then focus on ones that will. Um, you're really hardworking and if you've gotten to where you are, you've obviously done some things right. Um, and so to just remind yourself of those positive things you've done, uh, those are some of the biggest ways that you can personally deal with it. Yeah, I mean, even in order to make those um, positive thoughts a little more concrete, you can write them out. You can write down some affirmations that you know, you're capable, um, that you can accomplish what you set your mind to, um, and kind of think about that and look back on that when you feel like you can't. Um, and keep in mind, you know, positive experiences that you've had in your past um, where you have accomplished a big goal or something like that. Um, but in addition to the more individual or personal ways um, to deal with imposter syndrome, it's really important to take a closer look at your environment and see how um, there might be solutions to imposter syndrome outside of yourself or in a bigger sense. Um, going back to the article from the Harvard Business Review, um, Sometimes you shouldn't, I mean, you shouldn't place the burden of imposter syndrome on yourself because a lot of times it is caused by, for example, not seeing um, adequate representation of yourself um, in the environment around you. Um, and so it is important to create diverse environments um, that are motivating and that are positive for um, a really big variety of people. Yeah, and someday when you're in that position of power, it's important to make sure you remember this and set a good precedent for the people who look up to you. 
um, because the thing is that imposter syndrome is very common at every stage of life. It's not something that you can age out of. Um, there are people who experience imposter syndrome, obviously, in school, and it's very common in college and school, but it's also common in professional life. Once you actually become a doctor for us or whatever um, field that you're interested in, it's very common in professional life as well. However, this does mean that you don't have to struggle through it alone. Remember to discuss it with the people around you and to make sure that your environment is one that you can thrive in. Hopefully, today's discussion helped you find ways that you can deal with it because you're only gonna continue to find more successes and find more things that you can validate yourself for. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening.